You're listening to KNBR, the only place with Golden State Warriors basketball. Now back to Mr. T. Tom Colbert, Eric Burns with you. We're over at the Marriott in Oakland. It's Warriors Media Day. Always a pleasure to talk to the head coach, Mark Jackson. Jack, what's up? All is well. Certainly glad to be back and seeing you guys. What a dynamic duo. <laughs> don't even don't even try. <laughs> I, lo- I love it because when we were talking to Mark here off the air, he said, who's the calm one in the group? I'd say no doubt that would have to go to you, Tolbert. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're a spaz. So, I, Everyone knows that. And I'll, I'll go ahead and self-admit that. I'm okay with that. Uh, practice starts tomorrow. Here we go. Very excited about it. Uh, we certainly... Um, a much better basketball team, and I give credit to our ownership led by Joe Lakeup and our front office led by Bob Myers of putting together and making decisions, whether it be via draft choices, free agency, or, or trades. They certainly put us in a better position, so we're excited about what lies ahead. How much of what you did last year are you going to be able to do this year, being that the front court is so much different? It's going to be very similar, but at the same time, when you look at, as, as you know, as a former player, what, you can run the same things but now you have legitimate weapons across mm-hmm. the board. So now those options become real options as opposed to, you know, fake options yeah. because those guys aren't weapons. But the ability to have an Andrew Bogut and a David Lee at the four or the five that can pass, can score, can make plays, certainly uh, makes uh, each option on every play uh, much more viable. What's Andrew Bogut's health status going into camp? Oh, he's, he's progressing very nicely. Uh, if we had to play five on five today, he's not ready. But we're very pleased with where he is, and I think the, the target date is opening night and, and um, certainly doing everything that, that he's asked to do as far as the doctors are concerned, uh, that it looks like that's a real a real date. You anticipate being able to do some high-low stuff with Bogut and Lee? Absolutely. Um, the, the, the options, you've played with teams, mm-hmm. and, and it, what comes to mind is when you look at a, a Vladi Divac and a Chris Webber, the yeah. ability to have both guys that can score, that can make plays. I think the real advantage is in the past – teams would put their big banging bruising big man on David Lee and it would wear him out to a certain degree well with Andrew Bogut out there you can't do that you have to put that guy on Bogut and it's going to free up uh, David but their ability to score and also make plays is going to uh, make Steph Curry uh, Clay Thompson and, and our small forwards much better on the floor what does the addition of a guy like Carl Landry mean to this team and its physicality it means a lot the reason why is because last year we Uh, put a lot of demands on David Lee, carrying us on the offensive end, playing extended minutes. Uh, When we did take him out of the game, the thought process was, okay, how how long of a breather can we give him Mm -hmm. without losing a lead or or losing ground in the game? Now having Carl Landry is a legitimate guy that you can run offense through and also uh, he can play the four or five positions. So it gives us a better option behind David. Out of the rookies that you guys drafted in the first round, Green, Azili, and Harrison Barnes, which one do you think, uh, in your eyes, going into the first day, and once again, it's a little bit of an unfair question because you haven't really seen him in practice, but maybe what you've seen in summer league, which one do you anticipate maybe being able to help the team the earliest? Well, I really believe all three of those guys, we couldn't have got a better group of guys as people, as professionals. Uh, they certainly work extremely hard. Uh, Harrison Barn was number seven pick mm-hmm. for a reason. Uh, so he's going to have a real chance of starting. He's the one guy that... If everybody's healthy, he has a legitimate chance of coming in 
and earning a starting position. Those other guys, you're talking about you know, having to beat out Andrew Bogut and Defensive yeah. Zilli, and I could just read your mind. You're thinking, no way in the world that's not going to happen. <laughs> you're 100% right. But all three of those guys will have legitimate chances to play and play right away. Well, the reason I ask that, because I understand that uh, Harrison Barnes was drafted in the top ten, and I was thinking more Draymond Green, who's a guy that I'm not sure what his position is, and I felt the same way at Michigan State, but when he was out there, you could see the IQ. You could see that he just made plays happen, whether he's a four, five, three, need a three, he can get you one, get to the hoop, get to the foul line, maybe distribute a little bit. I just like the way he, he seems like a basketball player to me. He is an absolute basketball player. There's no flaws in his game. There's no weaknesses. He can do so many things so well on the floor. Uh, he's a guy that's a winner, and there's a reason why he's won his entire life because he puts you in position as a coach to win. He's the one young guy that I've seen that certainly I look at him and say he's a coach down the road. If you teach him something, he automatically knows it. If you're teaching something, he can correct. If a coach makes a mistake, he's a, he's a guy on the floor that say, Coach, no, that's not how we're doing it. Uh, he's a student of the game, and there's a reason why he's been so successful everywhere he's been. What did you guys learn from the summer league and your guys in the summer league? Well, we, we learned uh, as far as our young talent, last year's rookies and this year's rookies, Sometimes in this league, whether it's baseball or basketball, you've got, you've got to nurture your young guys and groom them and teach them how to be pros. This group already has established that. This is a hard-working, dedicated group of young guys, and it's fun to watch. Talking to the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson, here on KMBR. Were you disappointed this is the first time you've seen Andres Biedrins during the offseason? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Uh, but at the end of the day, as a coach, as a player, uh, his play on the floor will, will, will dictate whether he plays or doesn't. Uh, everybody else was here, so there's some disappointment. But he's going to still have a legitimate chance to, to be our backup center. I know what he can do, and I know what he can't do. He's an exceptional defensive uh, presence, whether it be pick and roll or post defense. Uh, he does that very well. It's going to be uh, uh, interesting to see once practice starts tomorrow. I know what he can do. He can tan up very well during the summer. Very, very strong tan, just like last year. This guy doesn't stop, man. <laughs> he doesn't. But um. He doesn't. Yeah. What, what, what's in it? How about Jared Jack, uh, Coach? I, mean, I think great pickup, obviously. Gives you guys some depth in the backcourt. Well, give our front office a lot of credit and, once again, ownership. We, we were hurting last year when we uh, were forced to use Charles Jenkins, a second-round pick, mm-hmm. as a starting point guard. We were forced to go get Nate Robinson, who was at home, and play them guys a lot of minutes. And they did an exceptional job. But when you have an opportunity to go get arguably the best backup point guard in the business, Jared Jack, a guy that averaged 15-plus points, uh, can, can facilitate his toughness, can rebound the basketball, can play both backcourt positions. It gives us insurance, and also it gives us the benefit of having a guy that can play alongside of Steph Curry also. So we're excited to have Jared Jack and what he brings to the table. What about Steph Curry and his infamous ankle? It looks good. Uh, he's, he's, he did everything that the doctors asked him to do, whether it be the, the rehab, the lifting weights, the working out, and then being monitored on the floor uh, to the point where he now has the green light and looks exceptionally well, but as a coach, I'm going to protect him from himself in this training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to work, but there's no reason for me to have him playing, you know, 40 minutes uh, uh, going all out. Uh, quite honestly, 
My uh, mortgage depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a badoom. <laughs> Head coach of the Warriors, Mark Jackson here on KMBR. Do you think you'll ever feel comfortable? Or how many games do you think? It's one thing when you twist your ankle on someone's foot. It's another thing when you twist it on the three-point line. That was the one last year where you started thinking, man, and I don't know what else he can do, getting new shoes, working out, doing all he can. But as a coach, you got to be holding your breath a little bit, at least for the first half of the season. Hopefully that ankle holds up. Well, not really. And the reason why is because the first time was a real ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. And then in fairness to him, because he's such a gamer and a guy that wants to be on the floor, he's a team guy. He didn't allow it to 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 get healed 100% before he came back on the floor. So all the other injuries took place because he didn't properly take care of it the first time. So it's no longer a concern. He's doing everything that you need a guy to do on the floor to prove that he, to prove that he's ready. What about the the edict against flopping? I don't know exactly how that's going to be handled. It seems to me it's going to be more of a post game thing, looking at it, finding players. I suggested if the, you uh, accumulate so many flop points, you win Flopper of the Week. Maybe they make you wear a Vladdy Divot's beard the next game. I think that would be good stuff. And maybe you can make an all-flop team at the end of the year to embarrass these guys. I think it's a good step. Curious to get your thoughts and how it's going to be enforced. These guys are so good at doing it. And, uh, you know, when people think about the flop rule, you automatically think a guy taking a charge. But... They have elevated their game of, of, of flopping on the offensive end. Yeah. You can flop yeah. and pretend that you got hit in a pick and roll or that you got hit going to the cup. So I think it's a, you know, when Jeff Van Gundy, when I was doing TV, he suggested the rule, and I immediately said, that makes no sense. I understand that guys have gotten so good at it that they trick the referees, yeah. and, and possessions or games can be won or lost. So it's, it certainly has come time to make in a rule, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they determine. You played with one of the best offensive floppers of all time, Reggie Miller. I mean, he was very good at being able to kick his foot out, put his elbow out, you know, flail. He was very good at that. In fact, he was one of the first ones I remember that if you flew out at him, he'd find a way to get a piece of his body on yours. Eric, I thought those were fouls. You know, I thought they were fouls. That's because you were on his team. <laughs> I thought they were legitimate He was a fouls. great offensive flopper. He, he, no he, Tommy's it. on a one-man campaign. I, I actually, I'd say two because him and Jeff Van Gunny together. I, I mean, really, that's, uh, that's the, the dynamic duo that is out against a flop. And I, and I understand where you guys are coming from, you and Jeff Van Gunny, Tommy. But I think at some point... Hasn't it been part of the game for a long time? People say it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah, I get it. But if you're the refs, you talk, I love your story about uh, once you got to the NBA and, and you tried the little flop action, yep. the ref, like I said, get up, young man. And that's <laughs> If you're the ref, just tell the refs not to call it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that uh, it, you can make the argument both ways. And once again, to go to baseball, that catcher that brings it back into the strike zone. Same At thing. some point, you've got to elevate your game and making these calls, whether you're being tricked or not. So I think mm -hmm. the onus is on the players and the referees or the umpires to, 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 to get better. If you trap a ball, and I'll go use a baseball analogy here, you trap a ball. If I trapped a ball ever in the outfield, what would I do with it? I'd come up with it raised up in the air as if I caught it even though I trapped the ball. We have to realize that part of sports. Cheater. Hey, hey you haven't seen that you're not cheating, you're not trying You haven't seen that commercial Tommy, where the kid that. comes over and tells the coach, that, coach, that went off me. Good call, kid. Yeah. 
called his teammate out and strangled his ass right there. Yeah, I was just saying, give, give me your, give, give me your, your uniform, get, get your ass home. It's what I'll I would have told the chair and hit you over the head. Holy cow! Before you go back to that referee, you, you mean you wouldn't hug him and say, "Way to go"? Are you kidding me? I would have hit him with a chair. Oh. Good call. You kidding me? That's our ball. Talking to Mark Jackson, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, what are your thoughts on what the Lakers have done down there, bringing in Steve Nash and Dwight Howard? It's an interesting mix. I, I caution people when they say all you need to do is put great players on the court and it works out. I think the Miami Heat proved that eventually it's probably going to work out, but it's a sport in which you can't just throw guys together and expect them to be up and running like that. Well, you're absolutely right. They're going to win, no question about that. I think the question is, how much are they going to win? Are they going to be a playoff team? Are they going to be a championship team? Because you cannot put together that type of talent, elite talent, and lose in this league. Um, so they're going to win. Uh, but if you're talking about assembling a team, you've got to know how to play off one another. You've got to, you've got to put the right style in place. You've got to trust one, in, one another's ability to make plays. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how good they will be from day one. But it's going to take some time. 20 players on a contract. Uh, how many of those guys will end up going to the D League? How many of those guys do you think you'll probably end up cutting? Well, they're going to have a legitimate chance. I truly believe that if you're trying to win in this league, you have to start practice tomorrow with 20 guys believing that they have a chance. Now, it'll be a matter of time when you realize this guy is not good enough or this guy is a D League player. But they'll tell you with their energy, their effort, and their passion but uh, starting from day one, they're going to have a real chance to make this team. I'm about winning. Before we uh, before we let you run, my favorite preseason story of all time, and it's a, I mean, it's an oldie but goodie. We're in Utah playing, let Timmy Hardaway run us out, and we all stop and let him run on the court by himself <laughs> and get ready for a layup line. He lays it up and looks and nobody's there. <laughs> Give me a good preseason story because I know you have some from the day about somebody doing something either to you or you doing it to a teammate. No, you're putting me on the spot. Um, you got to have a good one. There's many of them in the 80s and early 90s. Those were easy. I mean, it's just so so many. And on, on the spot, I can't think think of any. But I'm sure some good ones are probably Tom Tobit ones when we no, were there was no, We were not rookies you know. together, though. Uh, but not rookies. You didn't ask for a rookie one. You asked for a preseason. I mean, you, you probably Do you want to talk about playing at the Inglewood YMCA, practicing I mean, at the Inglewood YMCA? Those were the days, <laughs> With man. no showers? Yeah, unbelievable. Driving back, <laughs> sticking to the seat. You're telling too much now. You're telling too much. It was horrible. But I'm sure probably a preseason game where you probably lit up the scoreboard for like 20-plus, and you were like, Man, I'm I'm the star of this team, but you didn't realize that it was preseason and <laughs> everybody wasn't playing as hard. That, that now probably... here's my, here's one of my favorite Jack stories. We're playing the Lakers, and Ron Harper and Danny Manning got suspended because they didn't show up for practice after the All Star break. So we're playing the Lakers in the forum, and I think the first eight minutes of the game, I had taken nine shots. <laughs> I think I was like three for nine. It wouldn't hit much, but I had a couple, you know, three or four rebounds. I took a shot, got fouled, went to the free throw line. Jack came over to me and said, "Man." He goes, you're our go-to guy tonight? We are in trouble. <laughs> I said, big fella, just feed me the ball because I'm going back to the bench next game. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> too. many shots I can jack up right here. <laughs> so we're not going to guarantee playoffs this year, are we? No, we're not. We're going to guarantee great energy, uh, passion, uh, a team that's going to compete and leave it on the floor. We're going to have a lot of fun. Told you. Should have asked me last year. I did. I would have given just, you that answer last year. You asked me too you. late. Like at the foul line. Yeah, well, nice job. How'd that work out? <laughs> 
Hey, Jack, best of luck this year, man. It's going to be fun seeing this team put together. Finally, it looks like a team with a true point guard, true center, power forward. So it should be fun watching you coach this group, and we'll look forward to talking to you throughout the course of the season. Thank you, guys. Continue success. All Keep right, up coach, the great work. Always a pleasure, Jack. Absolutely. Good to see you. Head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson.